0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: FM News Talk 97.1 Podcast. I feel we're too close to come Hello and welcome to another edition of Second Amendment Radio here on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis and joining us once again by phone from somewhere in america where he fights crime and fights for your freedoms and keeps you safe my partner aaron tarlow the owner of southern armory how are you Aaron? i'm good how are you it's great to talk with you great to uh have you and uh hopefully we get you back in the studio soon um love talking to you on the phone but uh i missed your face (laughs)
0: <laughs> i know it's a, i got a face for radio i can say that
1: a <laughs> uh, lot to talk about today and i know you are very busy uh we are actually going to a little bit later on in the show we're going to lose aaron uh but first have a lot to talk with aaron about um before we do that though what is happening at southern armory
0: uh going on right now if you're into deer so uh you know, we can get you um, crossbows and bows and, and other things a lot of people don't know that unless they're regular and come in so if you do need something kind of last minute uh for your you know archery hunt you got coming up in September uh, or through October uh, you can you can come in and we can order it if you break something not a big deal uh lose something I know I lose drop stuff all the time uh when I'm out hunting uh unfortunately but uh we can we can fix that problem too. If you're wanting to get a rifle, uh, we've had several people come in and start looking for youth rifles. It's going to be the first year for their son or daughter to go hunting with them. Uh, we've, we've got a line on some uh, Ruger American rifles, and you can research that line. But two hundred forty three is one of the calibers we recommend to start out with, and it comes in a compact version, which is perfect for kids, and you can always change out the stock you know, when they get into those later teenage and adult years to give them that full length of pull. So really a lot of awesome stuff going on uh, at Southern Armory. Of course, we offer gunsmithing. So if you need uh, optics installed, uh, barrel fitted, anything like that, you can come in. We can take care of you. Uh, And and again, if if you want it done before hunting season, that scope, you know, mounted, leveled, foresighted and then you know physically sighted in. You need to get in sooner than later. Don't wait to the last minute. I can't can't stress that enough. We do our best to get everybody who comes in last minute uh, completed, but it does it does put some strain and uh, on on uh, everybody because you're you're worried and uh, we're working extra hours to make sure uh, that it happens. So make sure you you get in earlier. It'll take a lot of stress off you and allow you just to kind of really focus on what you need to get done uh to get that trophy buck this year.
1: Mhm. Yeah, we got to get our buddy uh Tim Shelsvick back on uh soon now that we're back in the uh the deer hunting season. He does that uh the the deer Drury cast Outdoors. and yeah, yeah, Drury Outdoors and uh gets great company and he's a great guy and we got to get him back on here real soon to talk about all this hunting they, season stuff. Got a, it's exciting stuff.
0: The Drury Outdoors, they've got an awesome app and actually it's been pushing me alerts now. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, I need to need to get out and start looking where I'm going to put my deer stand and just do a bunch of other stuff. And I need to figure out what I'm going to use this year. Um, we've got a ammo sponsor we're trying to line up and they sent me some ammunition to test. Um, so I'm going to probably use that this year for my hunt. And uh, I'm just super excited uh, overall. But, you know, uh, come in Southern Armory and uh, check out our ammunition. We've got some specialty ammunition like Dragon's Breath and Pitch and Sink and the Dragon's Breath I think is probably my favorite. It shoots this big long flame and uh, it's kind of a neat way to light off a bonfire and press your friends you know, a few gallons of gasoline <laughs> and step off with uh, this Dragon's Breath and just nuke it and uh, you'll be the, the coolest guy ever. The, something to remember but uh, Dragon's Breath, totally awesome. We've got some pictures um, you know, we've had this product for quite a while we've done some testing so you can find uh, stuff on our Facebook page that's Southern Armory on Facebook mm-hmm. uh, and of course you know definitely check out the show's website Second Amendment radio uh, people were like hey what's with this universal um, you know background check and what do I need to know so we did a, a live stream uh, on that and chatted about it so you can go and, and learn about it and share that video. Uh, with your friends, and you can find that video both places, Second Amendment Radio and Southern Armor for different videos. Um, so you might want to watch them both. There'll be some overlapping information, but some information unique to both. So now you have an excuse to kind of learn and hang out on the internet a little bit more. So, but hey, you know, we'd love to to meet you and learn about your needs because um, you're just not a customer to us. You're uh, you're a friend. And come in and see us. Uh, We're located one mile east of 270 and 44 at 9901 Watson Road
1: and SouthernArmory.com. That is SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com. Hmm. Also, don't forget about our uh, podcast. You can always check that out on the website and the radio.com app as well to go back and uh, catch any shows or any discussions that you missed. And uh, as Aaron said, those Facebook pages, the Southern Armory Facebook page and the 2A Radio Facebook page are great uh, places to Keep up with the show throughout the week. Those live streams and uh, great discussions, great information uh, that Aaron just mentioned uh, is there for you as well. So I want to dive into some of these things. Um, I'm a little torn on where to start here. uh, This is so... I want to do this one first, and then we're going to get into Lacey Clay. But the two stories tie together. That's why I'm having a hard time deciding where to start. Uh, Last week, as you mentioned, Aaron, we talked a whole lot about background checks. And uh, because that is – universal background checks is one of the hot-button issues, the key words that you keep hearing a lot of these Democrats that are running for president or you know, Democrats or or liberals around the country that are trying to – uh, uh, go after your gun rights. It's a, a universal background checks is always a uh, a key term and we covered that last week and like you mentioned if you want to go back and hear that discussion um it was a good one. Go listen to the podcast, go check out what Aaron was talking about on Facebook. And get caught up if you missed that discussion. Another one of the big keywords, buzzwords, that's always used is high-capacity magazines. And that was brought up again here at the Town Hall in St. Louis this week that was hosted by Congressman Lacey Clay. He talked about a whole lot of other stuff, and I want to get into that, uh, the other details here in a few minutes. But first, Aaron, when it comes to high-capacity magazines, why is that something that the Democrats are so... Um, focused on, seemingly, all the time? Is it low-hanging fruit? Is it is it just an easy thing to target? And in your opinion, is there any size magazine that's too big? Would you support limiting uh, magazines in any way?
0: Um, I would not support limiting magazines in any way um, for several reasons. A, it's a design feature. Some of these manufacturers... Design these magazines to hold a specific capacity in order to counterbalance the gun and make it more um, balanced in your hand, better shooting and recoil control. So uh, that is that is the practical purpose of the magazine, and um, that's just from from the engineering standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, from the political standpoint, it is low lying flu- fruit. Um, it is the thing that they can say, well if they only had ten round magazines, which is generally their target number. Uh, states like uh, New York has have done the New York Safe Act, and I'm not going to waste time really talking about that. You can just Google it, but it limits it even more. Where even some of your revolvers now are illegal. So it's just a it's just a talking point. It's low hanging fruit. It's going to make absolutely no difference if you look at the um, incidences uh, where there's been you know uh, a mass shooting and remember the the official definition has changed um you know we, we normally you're talking like 10 and that's when you know it's a true mass shooting but the liberal media has changed it to 4 and that's good. that has increased the numbers and given it more fluff which is one of the reasons you know they're they're talking about it more but the magazine thing uh, is just a again low hanging fruit it's going to yeah. make no difference so anybody the- said on destruction would just carry more magazines now are they practical uh like let's say a drum magazine which we've all you know heard of um you know the military fielded the idea of drum magazines uh back in um the, the like the 20s and with the thompson submachine gun the tommy gun made famous by you know uh, gangsters uh mobsters would probably be the the better term and they determined that it was you know, really, really heavy, made the firearm excessively heavy, etc. So they never really did field uh, drum magazines after after that.
1: Yeah. So and another thing and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think I am the the vast majority. And here's what here's what the Democrats don't want. And, and people that are that are after your Second Amendment rights, they don't want to admit this. The vast, vast vast majority of people that are shooting and using high capacity magazines are doing it at gun ranges or target you know target shooting at private property during events and you know things like that where they're not shooting at people they're not using these guns in crimes and i know that when i am shooting with my friends and we are you know we have various targets set up at various dense distances and if you're if you're constantly having to change the magazine and reload, it sucks. It's not. It's not fun. It's part of the experience, and that that's why it, it's that's why when you go to the batting cage, there's a whole bunch of baseballs in the pitching machine, and it doesn't have to be reloaded every three minutes. It's not because everybody's actually playing baseball. It's because it, you're doing something for fun, and that is what the overwhelming percentage of people that are using these guns are doing with them they're shooting them safely and legally and it's it's very convenient and cool and fun to be able to shoot a bunch of rounds before you have to reload and so it's really that simple in my eyes am i wrong
0: well i i i, I don't think being cool uh <laughs> is is a is uh,
1: I didn't say uh, i'm I didn't say it's yeah. I said it, it's cool to have that, you know to to not have to reload all the time. it's it's it, right. it, it's it makes the experience more fun.
0: So I'm probably a little unusual and uh, in, in our defensive pistol classes, I tell students not to load their magazines all the way. and And the reason is is because they get more practice. On changing uh, the magazines out, so that way that
1: makes sense because you're learning. Yeah,
0: right. You're learning. Um, The the reason in my eyes that you really need a high capacity magazine uh, is uh, there's a a great video surveillance video of like five, six, seven guys breaking into a house, and Mm. uh, the high capacity magazine. And and really, I'm not even going to call it high capacity because. The AR-15, the standard capacity magazine is 30 rounds. It comes with a gun. And and so with that being said, it's a force multiplier, okay? Uh, and, and for those of you who may not be necessarily 100% uh, up on that term, it, it is going to make, you know, one person um, give them the ability to shoot more as if uh, there are more of them, right? So yeah. it's not one person, it's like two or three or four. So it's a, a force multiplier. And when you have seven guys breaking into your house, the average, um, this is we're talking handguns, average fatal shooting is between seven and eight rounds out of a handgun. Well, now, all of a sudden, if they've limited you in New York to the the eight rounds or less, or they've limited you in Chicago to 10 rounds or less, and you've got seven or eight people breaking in your house. Now, all of a sudden, that is, let's say, eight magazine changes. Okay. Mm -hmm. That is a technical skill. And because you are changing magazines so much, they're able to advance more, and it's just not as easy to protect yourself. So the, the standard capacity magazine, let's, let's if they, they want to say high capacity, I will, I will maybe concede that point to them, even though the standard design is whatever uh, it is for that particular uh, model of firearm. It is, it is strictly a force multiplier when you look at it from the defensive perspective. And if the bad guy has got a high capacity magazine too, I should be able to have it uh, if I desire. Yeah. So with that being said, um, you know, you look at seven or eight people, average number of rounds, let's say, is eight. Eight times eight is sixty-four. When you look at a like a Glock seventeen, uh, which is what you know I have in my house, and I have seventeen rounds in it plus one that's 18 rounds that is that's going to be you know approximately two bad guys okay if i've got eight bad guys we're talking four magazine changes um versus eight magazine changes so you can get like four plates and extend them out to like 22 rounds now all of a sudden one magazine if you go by the rule of seven um is three bad guys per magazine and and so it's strictly a makes that that firearm uh, a more strategic weapon and um you know i, I kind of compare i had this discussion with a gentleman at church the other day i was walking through and uh he apparently is a live stream fan and he saw my hat with the arsenal mark on the front the the, the 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 fireball and uh so check out that hat you'll if you see me wearing it come up and talk to me but he he's like i have never seen that hat anywhere else but in your live stream so he goes you know you know you're southern armory right and he said yes sir he goes, I love your live streams. And uh, we're, we're talking for a little bit. And uh, he's like, I'm not a, I'm not a gun owner. I just, I, he watches the live stream. He's a, he is a component of, you know, carrying and being able to own firearms, but he's never felt the need to to own a firearm, which I thought was a little, little unusual. So maybe a recent convert. Uh, But uh, he starts talking to me about how he thinks he wants to to own a firearm. He's heard me talk about it. He agrees with all my points, and uh, I looked at him and I, you know, he still was on the fence about it. And I said one simple thing to him. I said, "Do you have a fire extinguisher in your house?" And he said, "Yeah, I do." I said, "How oh, often do you have a fire in your house?" He goes, "Never," and I go firearm you need that for the same
1: great point great point all right we're going to take a break aaron's going to stick around for one more segment we are going to talk to austin peterson our old friend uh who is now on the radio in jeff city and get his thoughts on what is happening with this presidential election and how it uh is going to affect or could possibly affect your 2a rights Uh, when austin was running for senate in 2016 here in the state of missouri uh, gun rights, 2A Radio, or 2A rights was uh, at the top of his issues, probably the foundation of his campaign. So uh, always a great guy to talk to. So we'll talk to Austin in a little bit more with Aaron Tarlow, the co-host of 2A Radio. I'm Tony Colombo, Chad Ellison, Studio 2. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on FM News Talk 97.1. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo here in studio with our producer, Chad Ellis. Just a minute, we will be talking to our old friend, Austin Peterson. Uh, but first, we uh, need to finish up before we lose him. want to talk to my partner, Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, for one more segment here. Uh, Aaron, I want to talk to you about what we mentioned in the first segment, Lacey Clay's uh, town Hall, Congressman Lacey Clay's Town Hall that he did in St. Louis this week. Um, I want to roll out the legislation that he is proposing in the House of Representatives and then get your thoughts on it. So here's what Lacey Clay is, uh, is, is trying to get passed: A bill that would require background checks for firearms purchases. That exists. Uh, Restricting the ability to carry a firearm in public places. That exists. Restricting the quantity and type of ammunition that an individual is allowed to purchase. We kind of talked about that in the last segment. Require gun owners to safely store their firearms, especially in households with children. Uh, Prohibit the sale of and transfer of certain types of especially deadly firearms, whatever that means, and accessories, including semi-automatic assault weapons and large-capacity ammunition magazines. Again, we covered that the magazines in the last segment. Um, To me, it sounds like standard gun-grab democratic (laughs) legislation that is trying to solve problems that don't exist... And put laws on top of laws that are already there, that if they're just enforced, they would get some of these things anyway. When you hear me lay out what Congressman Clay is asking for, how do you react?
0: I, I kind of chuckle uh, <laughs> because background checks are already required. Right. And uh, we've, we've discussed that there is no gun show loophole. We've right. discussed there is no Internet loophole. And we've discussed that there is no loophole when you walk into a, a gun store. Mm-hmm. And these are just common misconceptions. Um, actually, as a matter of fact, we had a guy that um, had a gun shipped to the store last week or the week before, and he came in to get it, and we put the background check down. He goes, No, 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 no. I don't have to do a background check. I bought this online. And we had to explain to him that. Yes, oh, yes, 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 <laughs> yes. So uh, he ends up doing it and, you know, everything is is fine and dandy, but it's still these misconceptions. It's because these politicians don't even understand um, what the laws are. So we've already covered high capacity magazines. Um, Really, when they say assault style weapons, well, what is that? You know, we've we've covered that. You know, what is that uh, in past episodes? So go check those out. Uh, Carrying. firearms in limited places in public, we, we already have those on the, on, on the books. And really, the uh, first six places, if you take the CCW class with us, the first six places are, are uh, government, and then, you know, you follow it up with a bunch of lists of private property, right, stadiums and churches and, and uh, those types of places. Uh, schools is another one. So, um, you know, the, the problem is is that a lot of these shootings are happening in gun-free zones, that is the other, the tip of this iceberg. So if we just add more gun free zones, we're not gonna, we're not going to solve the problem. As far as the permitting issue, right? Well, you need a permit. Um, you you've needed a permit prior to all this, um, and then we changed the law over to what. Some people are calling it a constitutional carry, which is not a, a true constitutional carry. Uh, it's a, the state is no longer going to say it's, it's illegal. We're not going to prosecute you for a felony. But it did prohibit the individual counties uh, and cities from uh, limiting your rights as far as open carry. And so the way that the, the law is working, again, another misunderstanding or misconception that the politicians don't understand, even though they passed the law is that if they have an open carry ban, that also acts as a concealed carry weapon ban unless you have the permit, okay? So the city of St. Louis has an open carry ban, okay? And the Mm -hmm. only way to open carry in the city of St. Louis is if you have the permit. The only way to conceal carry in St. Louis is if you have the permit. So, um, th- that's going to make, you know, absolutely no no difference. Right. Uh, pro- I'm a big component of training, so you know the the laws uh, when you can and can't use deadly force because when we got Stand Your Ground, everybody thought now all of a sudden you can defend property. And it's like, no, you don't have to run away from where you're legally allowed to be. Like, there, there's no defending property in this at all. Let me ask property- you. Yeah. Let Go me ahead. ask
1: you, Should should what about the part that says that if you own a gun, there should be requirements, legal requirements on how you store that gun in your home? The, lo, the, right. the, the proposal said, especially with children, I don't care about adding lines like that in there. I think it's common sense to safely store your gun, but should there be legal requirements? And are there currently any legal requirements? Because I'm not aware of any.
0: So uh, that was kind of my next next big talking Great. point was, you know, is, is it smart to store your firearms in a safe? Absolutely. It, it centralizes them. You know where they are. You can store your ammunition. Matter of fact, the Southern Armory, up there, you can come in. We can shop safes with you and then drop ship it to your house. You don't even have to carry the thing. You just got to get it in the door, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So is it smart? Yes. Can the safes be used for other things? Yes, like paperwork and documentation, all this other stuff. But the big reason to to store them is so somebody does break into your house locked up or if you do have a fire, they're in a fireproof or fire resistant. Nothing's really fireproof, fire resistant safe. So they're not damaged. Um, But, you know, legislating it. Well, now all of a sudden, um, you you again are making a requirement, and and it's kind of like healthcare. Everybody's got to have healthcare, all right. And I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of that um, because if you are young and healthy, etc., um, maybe you don't need it. Or if you're like some people that I know, well, I've got one handgun and that's it, right? You know why why do they need to invest in you know a giant yeah. safe or you know several hundred dollars into a safe? If you're the not safely
1: that- storing your guns, then I. I'm going to judge you and I am going to think that you are uh, uh foolish. That is not something that uh, I agree with. But if you my my concern is if you put a law on it, how do that? how is that law enforced? Like every time I go and I buy a gun from Southern Armory, does does that mean I get a visit from somebody with the government to come into my house and verify that I have the uh, proper safe or the proper a uh, place to store the gun, say like it, it, that. That kind of stuff is what uh, what I get afraid of. Uh, Aaron, we only have a couple minutes left. And I want to touch on yeah. this one. One more point before okay. we lose you. Um, another uh, yeah. part of, yeah go, yeah, go ahead. I, I'll uh, let you wrap up, but I want you to address this too. Another part yeah. of Lacey Clay's town hall was um, he is he is advocating for the ability for cities and municipalities to pass their own gun laws. That would trump, no pun intended, uh, city or, or uh, state and federal laws. So if you live in a very progressive city and you can put it on the ballot that hey, guns are just illegal here, that would be that would pass. And he's advocating for that the the ability for cities to pass their own laws like that. Uh, your reaction to that, and then whatever you wanted to wrap up with. You got about two minutes. Go ahead. So,
0: so real real quick, Illinois does have a requirement for safe storage. Uh, in vehicles, right? It has to be in a container meant for a firearm and and secured. If you're going to leave a gun in a vehicle, uh, and that that definitely would curve uh, vehicle break-ins where uh, firearm thefts are involved. As far as the proposal for uh, city and county laws to trump state and federal laws, that would go against the supremacy clause for starters. Is um, it been done? Yes, it has been. You can look at these great cities that are absolutely super safe in utopias, uh, and utopias. Uh, Washington, D.C., and essentially Chicago would have uh, these laws. New York City uh, has these laws in effect. And uh, so if they can't get guns, what do they use? They use baseball bats and knives. And if you're over in uh, Great Britain, acid attacks right. arrive. So uh, if you look at Australia, Australia had you know, very little, uh, violence, right. And some crimes were just not a a thing in Australia, Uh, but they banned firearms there. And now all of a sudden home invasions have become uh, a reportable statistic Hmm. that, that never really happened before. So I don't think it's a good idea. Again, you're making law abiding citizens, criminals. Okay. And then you're uh, legislating a constitutional right, which is, which is a whole nother problem. And you're giving the criminals uh, the upper hand. If you really want to curve uh, gun violence, okay, in, in my eyes, um, you do saturation patrols, okay? You can put up more cameras, uh, and we're talking good cameras, right, where you can get good description, good photos, good license plate numbers, and uh, have a task force just designed to go after individuals committing these crimes. On top of all of that, uh, you would you would need to uh, be effective at prosecuting these crimes, and if you look at the city of St. Louis, the the and and St. Louis County now, uh, the prosecutor has taken things like the death penalty off the table. The state yeah, we've gone that's to right a, we've gone to a a system in which as long as you think as long as they think you're going to show up and take care of the the crime, right? You've never missed a court date before. You never lead before etc they're going to release you without a bond okay so normally you'd come in they say you have a five thousand dollar bond you post 500 of it or get a sales bondsman to post 500 of it and they would release you back into society yeah. that is no longer a thing so what we have yeah. done in, in my eyes um we've been in criminals okay and and i'm not you know very old um, I think I'm still pretty young. Chad would call me a millennial, but I'm 34, and <laughs> never I never remember uh, crime like this, right? Uh, being out of control, etc. Yeah, um, right. And
1: that, I gotta I gotta cut you off, Aaron. We gotta go. But uh, always okay. great information. Uh, don't forget to follow Aaron and uh, talk to him on Facebook on the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page and the Southern Armory Facebook page. Learn about everything, uh, Southern Armory at southernarmory.com. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to Aaron, of course, uh, back here next week. So we got to take a break. When we get back, we're going to talk to Austin Peterson. He joins us on Second Amendment Radio next on FM News Talk 97.1. Hello and welcome back to Second Amendment Radio on FM News Talk 97.1. Tony Colombo in studio. Big thanks to my co-host Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, who was on location today. Talked with him for the uh, first couple segments of this show. Don't forget, you can learn more about Southern Armory at southernarmory.com. You can follow Uh, Aaron, get good information and questions answered from him throughout the week on the Southern Armory Facebook page or the Second Amendment Radio Facebook page. And also don't forget about the podcast of this show. Uh, You can get it on our website, 971talk.com. Just click on Podcast. You'll see all of the shows here on the station. Can download the podcast for free off of our website or, even better, the radio.com app, which is also free. You get it on your phone or your tablet. You favorite the radio station once you have that app and you have access to everything. You can stream the station 24-7 and you can download the podcast of this show and all the other shows here on the station Right there for free, so you have it on your phone or your tablet or whatever device you're using. So easy. Uh, Go get the Radio.com app, and you won't miss a thing happening here on Second Amendment Radio. Now, as I mentioned earlier, joining us on the phone is our old friend Austin Peterson, host of The Morning Show on KWOS Radio in Jeff City, 6 to 9 a.m. every weekday. Uh, What a life. Austin, great to talk with you, my friend. How's it going? (laughs) Hey
2: brother doing great Tony thanks for having me
1: back Yeah you bet first off how's the uh, how's the the radio gig going It's kind of the new the new phase of your life of course people will remember that you ran for Senate in 2016 here in the state of Missouri um, so from politics to radio uh, how's it going? It's great. Uh, Finally,
2: an honest profession to be endeavoring in.
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man, if we're calling radio an honest profession, then politics must be really jacked up. (laughs) <laughs>
2: it is. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a lot more fun being an outside observer than it is being in the Thunderdome. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like a Mad Max situation. 2016, in my opinion, was like the year to run if you're going to run as a libertarian for president. Uh, 2020, not looking so good for anybody who believes in limited government right now. It pretty much looks like it's going to be same old, same old. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be uh, uh, sitting on my butt in the mornings talking on the radio so I don't have to be out there, you know. Oh, beyond thunderdoming it. Yeah.
1: You know what? I, I don't mean to turn this into uh, libertarian radio, but I'm going to for mm-hmm. just a moment. That is such a great point about 2016. People don't remember because now Donald Trump is such a, uh, a force. You know, I think he's a much stronger candidate in 2020 than he was in 2016. In 2016, Hillary Clinton was a terrible candidate. Donald Trump was a total unknown. We had sort of outsiders winning elections around the country. And it was a real opportunity for the Libertarian Party to run a strong candidate. I'm not saying a Libertarian would have won the White House in 2016, but could have really put the party on the map. And I was just, I couldn't be more disappointed with uh, Gary Johnson's run in 2016. Do you think it was... uh, uh, how how much was was the Libertarian Party set back in, in that moment?
2: You know, they said that we uh, the Libertarian Party decided they wanted to feel the Johnson, and now we're all feeling a bit limp. Um.
1: <laughs> it's so <laughs> true. It's so true.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I do think that it set the party back in many ways, just because the opportunity, the opportunities for third parties to rise are always unique opportunities and rare opportunities. Yeah. And like you said, 2016 was a rare opportunity there. There just isn't the appetite for a third party candidate in 2020, in my opinion, like there is. Uh, there was in 2016. I mean, even for example, Joe Walsh the, and Bill Weld, who was the vice presidential candidate for the Libertarian Party, they've they've all joined the GOP yeah. and are running as Republicans now to primary Trump. So even so, those gentlemen who I would say are are astute when it comes to timing of these things, they're running as Republicans too. So it's yeah. not looking good for the old LP.
1: Yeah, it's too bad. It's it it's it, it, it's frustrating. It's a whole different discussion. We'll have it sometime, but. Uh... I am such a strong proponent for at least a third, if not a fourth, legitimate party um, in America. A lot of people disagree with me on that, but um, uh, man, I just—I I think more people are libertarian than they realize. They just don't know what libertarians are, and they don't know what you know we stand for. Um, but uh, like I said, that's a whole different discussion. Uh, let's can get it. Re- can Go I ahead. say one real briefly? Yeah. One thing. No, remember please the, do. Remember the whole. Remember the
2: whole uh, bake the cake thing? Uh, you know, it was like, oh, uh, you know, I was going to force Christians to bake the wedding cake, and it yeah, was for that. Of course. Well, it's funny because it was a very, very short transition from bake the cake to wax my balls. You remember in the uh, remember the activist, the the uh, transgender activist who was saying, yeah, "You won't give me a Brazilian wax," and now I'm going to force you to do that. Yes. That's that's the slippery slope right there. So bake the cake has now become, you know, wax
1: my junk. There and you go. So, you know. That's why it's important to stand on principle. It's a great point. It's a great point. So let's talk about 2020 a little bit. Um, Looks like, you know, this field of Democrats is finally starting to get cut down. We saw uh, Kristen Gillibrand drop out of the race this week. And now that there's only 10 people that are qualified for the next round of debates, even though there's, I think, officially still 20-something running You know, we're whittling it down to this point, and almost every single one of the candidates, not almost, every single one of the Democratic presidential candidates uh, have various levels of extremely, in my opinion, restrictive gun law platforms that they are running on. If a Democrat like Elizabeth Warren or even Joe Biden were to win the White House, Uh, What are your fears uh, that could happen to gun rights in America?
2: Well, I don't mean to sound like a cynic here, Tony. It's just that I've seen this all before. But I'm going to be honest. Probably we're going to have a better opportunity to protect our Second Amendment rights. And here's why. Oh, yeah. Because. Because the Republicans will act like Republicans again. You have to remember that the red flag laws that are being pushed now across the country are being main, mainlined mostly by Republicans. Remember that uh, that uh, guy from Texas, the uh, Dan Crenshaw character. Yeah, big you know, time. He, he's in he's in trouble now, and they're calling him Deep State Dan because he came out and uh, you know and signaled he might be supportive of red flag laws. So whenever we have Democrats in the White House, Republicans push against it, and they virtue signal to the gun lobby that they're going to protect our Second Amendment rights, and they'll actually fight to protect our Second Amendment rights when they're out of power. <clears throat> so if, And also the gun manu- manufacturers, for example, of which we have many here in, in uh, Missouri, including Smith & Weston, who's making their way from Massachusetts to here um, – mm-hmm. No gun manufacturers will actually benefit from it because you know any threat that there might that a uh, Democrat might take office or if a Democrat's in office, always boosts gun sales. But they never get it done. But when you look back at the history of gun control, uh, quite frequently, when you look at uh, you know the uh, like 1986 bans and the 1980 the 19. You know, 991 banned by uh, George H.W. Bush. It's a lo- it, it always seems like when you're looking at when guns were banned, the major um, actions that were taken was taken when Republicans were president. So. You know, unfortunately, that doesn't um, confirm the biases of our right-leaning supporters and friends who are listening right now who are like, oh, no, Democrats want to take the guns. Yes, they say they want to take the guns. But when we look at history, it's Republicans who actually take the guns.
1: Wow. That's such a great point and a great point on the red flag laws. I am baffled, and have been baffled. We've been talking about red flag laws. One of our regular guests on this show is a uh, lady by the name of Alex Salzman. She is with the Missouri Firearms Coalition, and she has been educating this audience and people around the state and fighting against gun laws, uh, red flag laws, for years. And so it's something we've talked a lot about on this show, way before it was the hot button issue that it is now. And I've been baffled this entire time, not just recently, by the people as, as high up as the president, Donald Trump, uh, indicating that he would support red flag laws in, in some situations. But like you mentioned, Dan Crenshaw and other Republicans that are OK with these red flag laws. In your opinion, how dangerous uh, of, a, of a country are we looking at if these red flag laws become the norm?
2: Well, for one of the things that really scared the hell out of me was that the president said that you know we might use things like Alexa or Google Voice in order to determine whether or not somebody is fit to be able to carry a gun. I mean, if you weren't, cre- yeah, if you weren't creeped out by technology in Silicon Valley before, you might. I mean, you might think twice now about getting an Amazon Echo or a Dot or something in your home because that technology could then be used to, to implement red flag laws. They are listening to you in your house, and they're like, "Oh, this guy, you know, he needs a red flag. We need to move in on." them so, you know, it's it's always a slippery slope. People say, oh, well, it's just this little bit of thing here. You know, it, remember in two thousand and one when we passed the Patriot Act? Patriot Act was all about going after those foreign nationals. And we weren't gonna listen in on America's phone calls, we were gonna listen in on the terrorist phone calls, and then but we have to collect all of Americans' metadata in order for us to listen to the foreign calls, and they're collecting everybody's metadata. So two thousand and one we passed the Patriot Act. Now in tuna twenty nineteen, we're looking at using Alexa and Dot to listen in on Americans conversations, so that's a perfect example of when people say, well, you're either with us or the terrorists we can't we, we you know that's what, what you have to protect civil liberties across the board and the Constitution always because eventually what happens is that they'll turn around and the laws will be aimed at you. This is another reason like when you talk about things like illegal immigration for example, or birthright citizenship or the Fourteenth Amendment, you have to remember that while there may be a negative effect in that, you know, an illegal immigrant might be protected by the 14th Amendment, oh God, just remember that the 14th Amendment protects you and your privileges and immunities. It protects your civil rights. So unfortunately, though, it's really easy for us to get into a situation where we can attack people we don't like, pass laws to attack people we don't like, until eventually five, ten years down the road, those same laws can be aimed right back at us.
1: Talking to former Senate candidate and current radio host in Jefferson City, Austin Peterson. Austin, we only got about a minute and a half to go here. Um, What are your, do you have any predictions, any front runners in your opinion? Who are the Democratic candidates that have a legitimate shot at winning that nomination?
2: Um, obviously, Joe Biden, I think, has the best chance of winning a Democratic nomination. I think Elizabeth Warren is a real, uh, she's, she's got a real shot at it. Kamala Harris, probably, but uh, she's probably the most terrifying next to Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. We might get lucky if Joe Biden wins the nomination, to be honest, as bad as he is and as bad on a lot of issues that we agree on. The fact of the matter is, is that Joe Biden is a classic moderate. He's not even like a Hillary Clinton-style Democrat. He's more of a Barack Obama-style Democrat. And let's just celebrate for a moment the fact that Barack Obama only ever got one thing done during his time in office. That was Obamacare. And even that has been destroyed and ratted out and pulled out. Republicans control the majority of state legislatures across the United States. Republicans would likely come back to power in the Congress if a Democrat like Biden is the president of the United States. And things will go back to what I would consider which is a slow, creeping authoritarian government, rather than the sort of full-blown tyranny that we seem to be rushing
1: headlong to. Right on. I wish we had more time. Austin, we're going to have to get you back on really soon. It's always uh, a pleasure to talk to you. Um, As I mentioned earlier, Austin does the morning show at KWOS Radio in Jeff City. Austin, how can people, uh, if they're not in Jeff City, if they want to learn more about the show or maybe listen to it, follow you on social media, all of that good stuff, how can they keep up with Austin Peterson?
2: Yeah, you can watch the morning show anytime, live stream, KWOS morning show with Austin Peterson, Facebook page, we live stream it in the mornings, or you can download the KWOS.com app, and of course... If you want to just find me, it's AP for Liberty. That's AP, the number four, AP for Liberty on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know,
1: check out my live streams and dank memes. And thanks a lot, Tony. Uh, you bet, Austin. Great talking with you. Hope we get a chance to talk again real soon. Yep. Have a good weekend. You too. And that is going to do it for another edition of Second Amendment Radio. If you missed anything from Austin or from Aaron Tarlow earlier in the show, download the podcast on the Radio.com app. And uh, make sure you are following Second Amendment Radio and Southern Armory on Facebook to keep up with us throughout the week as well. For Aaron Tarlow, my partner, the owner of Southern Armory, our producer Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio right here on FM News Talk
0: 97.1. Get more at 971 talkcom